you see these different seasons, you see different struggles. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important to know that, that the pressures that you feel in life and the difficulties that you experience in life are helping to form you and are giving you a motivation to change and to grow and to step into new things. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration, so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We are your hosts, Leo Sabo and David Thompson, and on this episode of Getting Money Right, we're going to talk about how problems, especially financial problems, can make us better. That's right. So today we're going to look at three main principles, and honestly, even add in a fourth. And so the first is that life has difficulties, mm-hmm. and we're going to break that down. There, there are difficulties in life, but those things can help us to grow right. and actually cause us to be healthier long term, cause us to find our purpose and find ways to serve others and take care of our families. Second is to be a neutral observer of what you're saying. Uh, uh, to be self-aware of what's coming out of your mouth, of of what your actual views are. Maybe you're saying something, but you don't actually believe that. So the second principle that we're going to talk about is just being aware, self-awareness and being a neutral observer of who you are. And then finally, we'll talk about, you know, just being truthful about your condition, where you are today. And I think wrapped up in that is going to be a little bit of taking personal responsibility for where you are and what do you do moving forward. Well, let's just start with the first one. Life has difficulties. Uh, this seems like a duh type of statement, but in reality, so many of us uh, refuse to believe that, to really embrace that. And I think that's part of the problem that we face when we do face difficulties is that it comes across as something that's almost like a surprise to us. Yeah. And that is always going to disappoint. It's going to set us up for disappointment. So it's not about having a pessimistic outlook on life and saying, well, life just sucks and we just have to grin and bear it. It's not that at all. It's actually being optimistic, but realizing and being realistic that there are difficulties in life. In fact, I would say that without the difficulties in life, life would not be worth what it is. I believe life is as beautiful and as meaningful as it is when we overcome, when we get through these difficult seasons, when we're able to shine and rise above the difficulty, because in that you can see the human condition, the goodness uh, of people. You could see the, the generosity of people. So many good things come out of that. So I want to kind of phrase this from, from a perspective that I, that I kind of looked at that I think would help us to understand why difficulty is actually good for us and how we should process through difficult times when they do come. So I want to use an analogy of the butterfly. There are four stages to a butterfly actually coming into being. And the first one is just the egg. The butterfly lays an egg on a bunch of leaves on a tree, and from there the whole process begins. So the first stage is the egg. The second stage is what they call the larva, or what we know as the caterpillar. The third is the pupa, or better known as the chrysalis. And then the fourth is the adult butterfly actually emerging from the chrysalis. Now, what's really interesting about each one of these stages is that the changes that happen in each stage are crucial to the proper development of a butterfly. You know, if we're willing to help, and sometimes when you see a butterfly trying to make its way out of the chrysalis, you want to just rip it open and help it out. I mean, we see that not only in this example, but even in life, we want to step in and help someone who's struggling. But helping the butterfly without understanding each step of the process could actually harm uh, 
them and prevent them from becoming fully functioning butterflies, right? There's certain things that happen in each stage that are crucial to the development. And if we interfere, even though it may look like help, it actually may hinder. So I think it's one of those real examples as you see these four stages. And if you really read into it, you find out that there's just tremendous change that's happening, especially as it goes from a caterpillar to a butterfly. I mean, there's a complete physiological change, natural change that happens. And I don't know if butterflies feel pain. I don't know if they have those receptors or not. But I can tell you that it's got to be somewhat painful in some way, you would imagine, to have these major changes. So every stage of the butterfly's life is necessary. And uh, if you take one out or shorten it in any way, the butterfly will cease to be what it was created to be. And I think the same goes with us. We are a culmination of our experiences, good and bad, but especially the bad ones. You know, it's interesting how we tend to remember the bad stuff more than we do the good. And that's because it leaves a deeper imprint into who we ultimately become. It's those moments when we're suffering through something that we can rise up and be more. And I think that's something that we have to be very careful, especially in this season. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of difficulty that we're facing. I think it's important for us to understand that difficulties are part of it and then to embrace the perspective of how can I positively react to this difficulty? How can I turn something bad potentially into something really good? Yeah, I think this is a really great analogy, Leo. And I'd not really thought of it until you began to walk me through it before the show. But the idea of these four stages, the egg, the larva, the pupa, and the uh, adult butterfly. And everybody goes through different seasons of life. Mm -hmm. And so you may be thinking, I want to be in my adult butterfly season, but you're actually in the chrysalis right now. Mm -hmm. And you're actually experiencing uh, really being wrapped up in something. And and there's there's nutrients there, but it's maybe not a lot of nutrients. There's not a lot of freedom. Maybe you're feeling constrained or tightened. And, And the act of breaking out of that chrysalis, if somebody comes in and were to open the chrysalis and take you out before you're ready and try to serve you or help you or take you somewhere you're not ready to go, mm-hmm. it would actually cause the wings to not fully develop. It would cause the blood to not be moved to the different parts of the body that, that needs those nutrients, that, that oxygen in the blood. It, it's just amazing to see the struggle. And I've actually sat here and watched videos of a butterfly coming out of a chrysalis, yeah. right? And I see, I see the struggle and the pain and the turmoil, but that actually causes everything to move where it needs to go and causes the butterfly to be strong enough mm-hmm. for the next season of its life. Yeah. And it's the same going from the egg to the larva, the caterpillar, right? And then into that chrysalis stage, you see these different seasons, you see different struggles. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important to know that, that the pressures that you feel in life and the difficulties that you experience in life are helping to form you and are giving you a motivation to change and to grow and to step into new things. Uh, and then B they're causing you to have more empathy for other people as they experience pain. And this is, I think, one of the biggest things that parents have to do is to know when to step in and help somebody when they're experiencing pain or their kids, right? Mm -hmm. When to help their kids or when to let their kids fail a few times, teach them about failure, and then help them to move forward and celebrate those failures as learning opportunities and, and pain points that will cause that child to learn something new and grow. And so uh, I think that we're seeing this right now as a country and individually, every single person, there are some new inconveniences. Yeah. 
There are some new pain points. (laughs) If you go to the grocery store right now, you're used to having, or at least I'm used to having where we live uh, here in the, in Texas, eight to 10 different bread options. Yeah. And, And honestly, 20 to 30 different bread options. <laughs> I mean, really like, yeah. like you've got potato rolls and you've got hot dog buns and you've got hamburger buns and you've got sweet bread and you've got bread with, you know, salt and no salt and wheat bread and barley bread and, you know, French bread, everything that you could think of. There's so many options. And yet if you go today to the store, your options may be limited. Mm-hmm. You may be down to the the oldest looking loaf of wheat bread that that you never would have picked up before, yeah. or or maybe you would have never touched that potato roll, and now you have to eat potato rolls. I don't know what it is for you, but but the options have started to decrease in some areas, and the pain points have started to pick up a little bit, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to experience pain. No. Nobody wants to go through this season. Nobody wants to be in that chrysalis stage where you're constrained. And, and you have to break out over time and it feels uncomfortable. But when you go to exercise, mm. when you want to grow muscle, when you want to learn something new, you're actually looking for pain. And I don't know if you've experienced this, and, and Leo, I know you have. Yeah. Uh, but as a listener, I don't know if you've experienced it, but, but when you go to work out, you're looking for that pain threshold because you know that when you start to experience pain and your body starts to get tired, then all of a sudden, you know that muscle is going to be building. You're breaking down old muscle to create new muscle. You're, you're causing things to stretch in ways they haven't stretched before, which will cause you to have more flexibility, more muscle growth, more health long term. And so if you're experiencing pain and difficulty, I want you to know this is a part of life. Yeah. And, and this is a great time to self-evaluate where you are. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's a great analogy with the exercise. What occurred to me is how the folks who are trying to sell a product or a system or something that's associated with exercise and better health, so many of them, I would say a majority of them, and this is a multi-billion dollar industry, so many of them try to appeal to the fact that you can do this with little to no pain at all. And why does that appeal to us? I'd rather take a pill than be in the gym for an hour every day. Right, right. I'd rather eat a hamburger than have, you know, something healthy like, you know, salad. But yet the reality is is that the pain is always necessary. The the effort is always necessary. If anything comes really easy, then it's not worth it because we usually have those things very easily at our disposal and it's not things that we're pursuing. Those things come easy, right? So if you consider the fact that hardships and difficulty is just part of life, and it's not about looking forward to it, but recognizing that it is part of the process. When I exercise, I recognize that effort will eventually equal benefit down the road. Now, I don't particularly like the pain that I have to go through, but I recognize it as that barrier to me getting healthier, to me losing weight, to me whatever. And if I don't push up against it, when that pain begins to rise up in me, the, the stress, the, the muscle fatigue, when that happens, if I don't push through that, then I'm really what I'm doing. I'm saying, okay, I don't want to grow. I don't want to experience that pain. I'm going to stop. I'm just going to coast. And the problem with coasting is that eventually what you're becoming is not better. Right. You're just remaining right. or you're actually maybe actually falling backwards. So yes, it is hard, but I also think, David, that it's not just the physical difficulty. I think most of it, in fact, athletes will tell you this, that 
it's not the physical that, that is hard. It's the mental. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fighting the mental capacity to say, I'm going to push through. Right. I used to swim when I was in high school. And to break a one-minute time for a 100-meter you know, um, butterfly or uh, whatever, whatever the stroke happened to be, I remember for freestyle, I had to break the one-minute. And it was the hardest thing to do. But really, what I found is as soon as I broke it, it was more of a mental thing than it was a physical thing. Once I believed I could do it, and I exerted the effort that I needed to put into train and then eventually do it, then I didn't just go to like 59 seconds, whatever, milliseconds. It was dropping more than a second. So I went from like 101 to 57, 58, you know, because once you believe you can do it, then you surpass your ability to break that barrier. But so much of it has to do with just our mindset, our ability to in our mind to believe that we can do it so that our bodies can actually follow. And body always follows what you believe, right? Our physical bodies will do what we believe and the limitation most of the time is in our mind. So we have to recognize that and then push through. That's right. And as we begin to shift our beliefs of what we're capable of, that's where we see real change. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you not only broke that minute marker, but you were able to stay there. You were able to improve beyond that. Right. And it, and it was a mental battle. And I think that some of us, as we go to the store or as we look at our budgets today or as we begin to look at our finances, there is a mental battle that we're going to have to experience a little bit of pain mm-hmm. and become comfortable with this idea of, hey, overcoming involves embracing that pain and saying, look, life is difficult. I am going to maybe experience some things I, I didn't anticipate experiencing, I didn't want to experience. But if I don't lean into this, if I don't if I don't take this opportunity to go through this difficulty and grow in this season, then eventually you become complacent and you'll keep moving away from pain. And if you just constantly live your life in avoidance of pain, right, then that complacency leads to uh, really a bunch of just disgusting stuff in your life. And, and physically, you can look at, at, at a body mm. as, it, as it doesn't have any exercise whatsoever. As it's complacent and sits in one location, you see the fat start to grow around and you see the joints not work the way they should and the yeah. heart can't pump the blood the way that it should. And you just see the body begin to shift. Well, you see the same thing in your finances. If, if you're unwilling to sit down and look at your finances and make cuts and trim things and begin to find that margin again and, and, and embrace it and say, look, maybe I only have potato rolls today, or maybe I only have wheat bread, or maybe I don't have bread this week. And because I don't have bread this week, I have to, you know, buy more salad because salad's there, but bread is gone. I don't, I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Maybe you have to shift your diet to a different thing for the next couple months. It's okay. You've really got to take a a step back and look at where you are compared to the history of the world. And just because we're used to having 10, 12, 20, 30 options for bread or seven options for every entree, we're used to that. But that's that's not you don't need that to survive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you're at a place where you can survive, then then take a step back and say, okay, I'm in a place where I can live on this food, on this budget, on this increase that I have. Now, what can I do to learn and grow and then go out and help somebody else in this season? Yeah, and I think you hit on something really important, David, because when we resist the difficulty, when we resist uh, pushing through a difficult situation and actually take the perspective of this is happening against me, 
Now we have a bad attitude about it. Now we're the ones complaining rather than trying to figure out how to get through it. And that makes us not be generous in really in any way. If you think about it, it affects our relationships, especially. I heard the statistic just the other day that with more people staying at home because of the quarantine, that physical, you know, abuse and violence, you know, especially in marriages sure. has gone up, you know, that's increased because people are home. I would say it's not just because they're home, it's because they're home and they're under certain pressures. And now they're having to deal with those pressures. And not everybody knows how to deal with these pressures properly. So maybe fighting is picked up because the finances are tight. Maybe the kids are, you know, they're cooped up in the house. And so now you have all these pressures. So the perspective that we embrace, which is life should be easy. Life should be provided for us. I shouldn't have to work. I shouldn't have to do anything. If we have that unrealistic perspective, then it's always going to disappoint us. And when it does, the natural reaction to that is going to be anger. It's going to be lashing out. And it's going to be doing something opposite of what's going to be helpful. And really think about how Right now in our season, the government's come alongside and said, you know, we want to help. We want to help people to to be able to get through this situation. And I'm very grateful that the government is stepping in and helping those who need help. But I'm also concerned that because the help is being offered, that people are not doing their best to try to keep themselves in a good place. So if you know the check is coming in a couple of weeks, it's easy to say, well, I'm just going to wait for the check to come. Or... If you're getting laid off, well, I know the government's going to give me an extended unemployment for a longer period than usual, and it's going to be more per week. So it could literally demotivate me if my perspective is I don't want to have things difficult. I want to have things easy. So the reason we're talking about it is because obviously this is affecting us at a deeper level than just with finances. But as we know, finances play a crucial role in so many areas of our life. And we think in this season, if we can have the right perspective— then we can actually take this season instead of looking at it as, my gosh, I'm, I don't know what we're going to do. This is, this is terrible. And instead of actually looking at it as an opportunity to improve, to get better, to get leaner, to get more physically and financially fit. Right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, I love that, that using the terminology financially fit and financially unhealthy because it, it gives you that picture of what it could be or what you can make it. If you do something about it, if you do something different and everything we've been talking about, even over the last two, three weeks has been to help you to look at the situation from the perspective of, is there something that you can do to make the situation be more fruitful for you? Can you learn and grow through this? Can you cut back on expenses and, you know, don't just survive, move forward, make this a season where you're actually adding some things in your life that are going to make you come out of this thing much stronger, much better in every sense of, of that. Yeah, we're talking about a mindset shift. And I think a lot of people that listen to our show probably have a pretty strong sense of self-responsibility mm -hmm. and the importance of learning how to take care of yourself and then take care of others. It's something that we talk about all the time. Right. But there can be a tendency to slip in this season mm -hmm. when you begin to see the government take care of so many other people or maybe the government steps in and helps you with something. And that's not a bad thing. If you're in a place of need, it's okay to receive help. It's okay to reach out for help. Right. But then you can't stay in that place where you become dependent or you become reliant 
for long periods of your life on someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to stay there. It's not healthy to stay there. Th there are seasons of life where you're going to have to reach out for help and you've got to let your pride just be squished mm -hmm. <laughs> and you've got yep. to humble yourself and Set say, look, I need help. I need groceries with it this week. I need help paying my rent. That's okay. But what we don't want is for somebody to get stuck in that place where they begin to look outside of themselves for all of their provision. And, and from a biblical standpoint, there is a steward work relationship with God where we honor and we work and we are managers of what he's entrusted us. So there mm -hmm. is provision from the Lord. So if you go to the Christian perspective, God is the provider. And what I'm talking about here is if you begin to look to another source, an individual or a government as your provider, and you don't begin to put the time and energy and stewardship into your resources that have been entrusted to you, then all of a sudden it shifts your mindset. Because if you're looking to somebody else to provide, then you've stopped taking personal responsibility and you've started to say, well, now it's the president's fault. Mm -hmm. Now it's my boss's fault. Right. It's my boss that should be providing for me. It's my company that should be providing for me. It's the government that should be providing for me. Somebody else should be doing something that takes care of me. Mm -hmm. And really, you have the ability to go into the marketplace and find unique ways to serve people. You have the ability to go online and invest in your own education and in your own skill sets mm -hmm. to shift to a new industry if something goes wrong in your industry. Right. And instead of blaming your boss because of an industry shift, no, you've got to go and say, okay, what are the skills I can learn to go into a new industry? We're, we're watching uh, The Office. Ashley and I have been watching The Office. And, and it's about a paper company that is obviously going into decline as technology is growing and everything yeah. is moving online. And, and it's, and it's just funny because there's constant jabs at the decline of the paper industry. And that doesn't mean that those people were helpless or stuck. They could take the skills they had and step into an industry that's growing, or they could go learn new skills and step into an industry that's growing. And it's a funny series, but, but the, the point is that no matter where you are, don't, don't say, well, this is the company's fault. This mm. is the government's fault. It's the person's fault for not buying enough of my paper. Right? No, no, no. Paper may not be the hot commodity anymore. It's time to go learn a new skill to sell a new product or to shift to another way to serve people. Yeah, well, what's also wrong with that perspective is, unfortunately, it doesn't do any good. I mean, all it does is just gives you excuses that you can prop yourself on for a while, but honestly, it cannot hold you up. No good will come from that. If you just focus on, hey, it should be this way, but it won't be. So <laughs> you got to move forward. And what we're trying to say is, as far as it depends on you, I love the analogy you used, David, about your relationship with God and, of course, your relationship with others. When I was a young Christian, I remember how I would pray to God and say, God, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you fixing this? We've all been in those seasons where we just kind of expect God to be like a genie who just delivers. But what I didn't understand that I understand now is that back then, I expected God to do everything for me, and I thought, well, he's God, so he can just snap his fingers and make it happen. What I didn't understand is the value of my input and my effort. Mm -hmm. And now I realize that because God loves me, he's not going to do everything for me. Because he has put value inside of me and purpose inside of me, he's also given me the ability, the physical, the mental abilities to do things, and that's actually what gives me purpose and meaning and fulfillment is when I do something. When somebody does something for me, it doesn't affect me in any way. I might enjoy a gift or something that's been given to me. But if I'm, like you said, if I'm just a person that keeps receiving and I'm just staying idle, 
pretty soon I'm going to be an unhealthy, broken person with no real value to add to anyone, which means that I will be broken. It's the fact that I am not adding value that will make me feel like I'm not worth anything. And, and I think that's something that we have to really focus on. The effort that we make will actually make us better. That's yeah. the purpose of this show is to realize that through difficulty, even financial difficulty, it's an opportunity to get better. I, I used to hear this from uh, Robert Kiyosaki. He said that when you solve money problems, you get smarter. Hmm. So if you have no money problems, you can't get smarter about money, mm -hmm. right? Because you're not being tested. You don't know how to do things differently. But solving money problems makes you smarter. And when you're smarter, you can make better decisions and you can be better in managing your money and having more success in doing so. So without those problems, you really will never be challenged to be better. And I think that's something that we need to be aware of and embrace. That's right. Okay, so the first thing that we want to talk about was that life is difficult. And we really wanted to spend some time on this mm -hmm. and that there is value in experiencing that pain and learning to overcome. Right. And so we want you to know that the target, that the life's difficulty is not targeted at you right. by someone else. Uh, you're not the only one who experiences difficulty. Mm -hmm. Everyone experiences difficulty and it's unique. Everybody has different pain points and painful experiences. Right. And that's part of the reason that we're all unique and we can help heal each other and help come alongside each other with some areas of pain and some areas of overcoming. But then at the end of the day, you can't spend your whole life trying to avoid pain. No. You can't, you can't try to avoid difficulty because it'll leave you unfulfilled. You've got to know that challenges actually give you the chance to rise above to feel new joy, to find new fulfillment, to discover your purpose, and to grow to new heights. Yes. And so we all have an innate a desire to grow and be healthy and find our purpose, but oftentimes it's the difficulties mm -hmm. that help us get there. Yeah. So just the first and probably most important part of this episode is to realize that the difficulties don't have to hold you back. Mm -hmm. They can actually be a catalyst for you to grow. Yeah. Perfectly said, David. I mean, think that that's the, the key thing that we want you guys to take away. Then the next step is once you embrace the fact that life has difficulties and those actually could be turned into good things, then you have to look at how are you responding? What is your observation of the situation? Where are you in this process of not only experiencing the difficulty, but how do you respond to that difficulty? And I think it's really important to be self-aware of what's coming out of your mouth. We are hearing a lot of negative news today. Uh, every single media outlet pretty much is about telling you what's going on with the coronavirus. It's keeping you up to date, how many people are contracting it, how many people are passing away. And of course, we've seen a rise in deaths and eventually it's starting to taper off, especially in New York, where it's the biggest, hardest hit place in the U.S. And there's an anxiety that builds knowing that this is happening and that it's growing. And gosh, we hope that it begins to diminish and it does so quickly. But what's important to realize is that when you're being fed some negative information and, and sometimes some of that, because you're under pressure, can turn into your own thoughts and your own words that now are negative. Well, somebody should do something or the government should pass another stimulus or the company shouldn't fire anybody. They should keep everybody employed no matter what. So now all of a sudden what's coming out of your mouth is actually feeding that negativity instead of helping you to think more logically and clearly about what you can do to move forward in a positive way. So it's important to be what I would say a neutral observer of what's actually coming out of your mouth. If you can almost separate yourself from yourself and just listen to the words that you're saying, if you could just objectively think 
Today, I'm just going to take some time as I'm talking about all the things that are going on to listen to what I'm saying and then to just process through that. Is that positive? Is it negative? Is it helpful? Is it harmful? And if you can think about it from that perspective, then you can begin to take a turn and say, okay, if there are negative things that aren't going to actually help me, then what's actually true? And again, going back to the perspective of if we believe that life can be difficult and will be at times, and then our reaction to that could be positive, then how can we tailor our thinking? How can we take the truth from what's happening, face that, and then move forward in a way that helps us then to plan accordingly? Because now I can make choices based on the actual information, not just complaining about the information, but actually taking saying, okay, I heard all that. Here's the truth about it. Now, what do I do with it? That's right. Whenever something happens uh, or you're in a conversation, things just come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And and when you begin to identify and look at the things you're actually saying, if you can really take a step back and mm-hmm. really be, uh, I love the way that, that you said it, Leo, a, a neutral observer. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, if you were to watch that conversation from a third party perspective and see the words come out of your mouth, is that really what you believe? Right. Is that really deep down what's in your heart? And and here's what I believe. I believe that the words that come out of our mouth are often rooted in what's going on in our heart and mm-hmm. in our belief systems. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they can be influenced by the society around us, the news we're watching, the people that we're allowing to speak into our lives. Emotional triggers. Emotional triggers. Yep. And so as you begin to talk about things, and this has been very you know, humbling for, for even me to do is I go back and listen to the episodes of our show and I think of, okay, I, I truly believe that. I'm glad I said that thing. But then there's other things where I think, okay, what was the heart motivation for me saying that? Is that truly what I believe? Is that really who I am? Hmm. And when you begin to look at what's going on in your heart and what's going on, maybe you're experiencing pain and maybe that pain is triggered by fear Maybe that pain is triggered by uh, an uncertainty that we're all feeling. Uncertainty, uh, it, it leads to change, or change leads to uncertainty. And right. uncertainty, it, it gives you a feeling of loss, and that loss gives you a feeling of pain. Yeah. And when you're in pain, it causes words to come out of your mouth that maybe don't represent who you truly are. That's true. But they represent what you're feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. So take some time to reflect back on the things that you've said this week. Uh, If you're married, to your spouse. If you have kids, to your kids. If you just have friends that you've been connecting with on Zoom or Skype or fill in the blank, Google Hangouts, check the words that are coming out of your mouth because they are an indication of what's going on in your heart. And then say, okay, what is the root that caused my heart to feel this way. And maybe it's pain and that pain needs to be dealt with. Yeah. Maybe it's fear and that fear needs to be dealt with. Maybe it's being around people that you actually don't want influencing you, but right now you're allowing them to influence you and you've got to deal with that route. So be aware, be self-aware in this season. There's also another aspect of it, which is that whatever you say and believe will actually affect your perception of where you are in life. And I think that's really important to understand because if I believe if fear uh, is something that's triggering because of my financial situation and because of my you know, physical situation, what's going on right now, then my reaction to that is going to be either somebody's got to take care of me, and if not, I'm going to be upset, or, hey, I got to take responsibility and I got to do something about this. So it's going to drive me in one direction or another. And it's really, really important to understand that our beliefs, sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. 
Sometimes they're true and sometimes they're false. So if we're able to observe what we're saying, then we can come to that conclusion of what do I actually believe? If our belief is wrong, maybe we have a poverty mentality. Maybe we think, you know, there's not enough resources in the world. So I'm, I, I don't, you know, I need my fair share. So maybe that's where it's coming from. Well, if you live here in the United States, you should know better. If you mm. listen to us any length of time, you should know better that there is no limited anything, right? You can create value out of nothing because you can offer something that the world needs. And that creates value, that creates an industry, that creates and spurs an economy. So you yourself have the ability to find a way to create income for your family. It may not be in the job that you had, but you can go out there and do something else. You can serve, as David said, you can serve someone in the marketplace and that will return to you in the form of payment. And I think if you believe that there's a limitation, that's gonna prevent you from actually doing that. Whereas if you believe that there's unending capital that can be built, then you're going to approach it totally different. You have a wealth mentality. Nothing's going to stop me. Yes, I'm hindered in some way right now. I'm limited, but I don't have to stay here. Right. There's, I can, I can move past this difficulty, past this limitation and beat it, go to the other side of it and create something out of this. That's so good. Well, the third thing that we just want to highlight is that you should be truthful about your condition, about where you are. Once you've taken time to look at the words coming out of your mouth, at what's going on in your heart, at what is really the root of those words and that heart condition, then you've got to say, okay, how did I get here? What's the truth of where I am today? And am I operating out of fear? Am I operating out of a poverty mentality? Am I operating uh, in a way that is going to cause me to not win moving forward? Or am I set up? How are your finances? Be truthful with your condition. If your finances are not good, then now is the time to go create that budget, mm -hmm. put together a debt snowball, and begin to have conversations with people who are mature in their finances and have somebody walk alongside you and give you advice and help you with those places where things get stuck. Yeah. And, and if you're in a relationship, then you need to be communicating about your finances. Then you've got to start to answer these questions. How did you get here? <laughs> is this something that happened because of the choices you made? Right. And that is where the self-reflection is so important because the sum of our lives typically is made up of the choices we make. Very true. Now, there are always going to be difficulties. Mm -hmm. There are always going to be outside forces that do impact our lives, but we get to make the choice. The choice is ours. The choice is ours of how to respond to that. And so you have educational choices from, from your own childhood. Maybe some of this was spurred by pain in your childhood that caused you to make some bad choices. Well, mm -hmm. you now have the chance to deal with that, that you are an adult, that you are grown up, that you have come into a new level of understanding. You can go back and heal that pain. You can go back and make different educational choices. You can go into the workforce. You might have chosen not to work, whereas now you have the opportunity to work twice as hard for a season to mm -hmm. begin to make up for some of that lost time. It doesn't mean you should wear yourself out. I'm not talking about setting unhealthy boundaries in your life, but I am saying that maybe some choices that you made before may have placed you into a point of pain and you have to make not only some new choices, but maybe overcorrect a little bit and go a little bit further for the next short season. So all of this matters in that you take time to look at where you are and then be truthful about your condition. And then I would say, even at the end of that, take personal responsibility. Yeah for your own life, for your own choices. If somebody helps, 
wonderful. If the government supplies a paycheck for a few weeks or months, great. That's no problem. Don't feel shame. But then use that Mm. as an opportunity. Leverage it it to go out and do something that causes you to win long term. Yeah, I love that. I think it's, it's important to just kind of close it this way to say that you are the only one that can ultimately determine your future outcome. Your choices, as David said, all of our choices uh, is what drives us to our our end result. So what are you doing consistently right now that can equal that good outcome that you desire? And if you're not doing those things, then it's time. You know, maybe it's time to focus, really focus on learning, growing, improving yourself, which is going to be hard. It's not going to come easy. You're going to have to learn. You're going to have to discipline yourself to go through it. But if you resist it, wasting your time, then you'll continue as you are. And what we want for you is that you would be better. Each day you will get better. And that's not just in your finances, but it's really in you as a person that you are getting better. Your finances will only be a result of who you truly are and what you believe and how you behave. We want you to be a better person as a result of the the difficulties and challenges that you face. Because as you pass that test, you'll be a better person. You'll fulfill your purpose. And that purpose will impact positively other people. And that's what we're all about. That's we right. want you to be free to pursue your true life's purpose. Yes. But that comes because of who you are, not just because of the financial choices you make. One follows the other. That's right. Well, let me just recap real quick. One, life has difficulties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we, as we listen to the show, we're going to choose to stand on top of those difficulties and allow that to be a catalyst to feel some pain, but pain that causes us to grow just like when you're exercising. When you're stretching yourself in a new season, that pain can be muscle growing. It doesn't have to be something that breaks you. Two, we're going to take time to be neutral observers of what's coming out of our mouth, Mm -hmm. almost becoming a third party. And at the end of the day, looking back at what we said, being self-aware. And then three, being truthful about our current condition with the understanding that we're going to take responsibility Mm -hmm. and self-responsibility to make the kind of choices that will cause us to win long-term. So I hope that it's been a helpful episode. I want to leave you with just one other kind of 30-second thing that really impacted uh, my wife, Ashley, and I this week. And it's from a pastor. His name's Pastor Robert Morris at Gateway Church. But he talks about how if you have a missed expectation in your life, mm-hmm. you expected something to happen, but it was missed. It didn't go the way you want it to. Right. That will often lead to an offense in your life. Mm-hmm. And that offense will lead to anger. And that anger can lead to hate. And that hatred causes problems all across your life. But it starts. It starts with a missed expectation. I expected to go to work in March and in April, but then my job got cut. And now I'm feeling this pain point. I, I'm offended. And maybe I feel like I'm offended at the government. Maybe I feel like I'm offended at my boss. Maybe I feel like I'm offended at, at whatever it is. How dare this person not allow me to come to the office? And, and it's not just work. It could be any number of things. We have a missed expectation that leads to an offense, that leads to anger and leads to hate. The only way to heal this is to go back and say, okay, I'm going to start with love and I'm going to open up forgiveness and I'm going to forgive. And forgiving is releasing. It's not holding that offense. You are going to have some missed expectations in this life. And that's what we talk about with difficulties. Difficulties are going to happen. You're going to have missed expectations and it's going to lead to offenses and anger and, and potentially even hate. But you then have the choice to say, I'm going to choose to love. I'm going to choose to forgive and release this. 
And that starts with grace and saying, maybe they don't even deserve to be released. Maybe they don't even deserve to have this not held against them. Maybe the person did something on purpose to harm me, and yet I'm going to choose to release it, and I'm going to choose to walk in love. And that's grace. That's extending something that's undeserved, and it's, it's, a, it's a show of your character and your choices. And if you look at it from a biblical perspective, that's what we believe Jesus did for us. And so that's why we extend it to others. It's one of the reasons that we extend it to others. So I, that was really impactful for Ashley and I this week. I hope that's that good. helps you. It's a 30-second nugget from a pastor. Uh, we don't usually go super you know, into these things, but I just I felt like I really wanted to share that. And I just want to thank you for joining us for this episode and connecting with us every week on Getting Money Right and taking time to listen and then share these episodes with people that you know, that you love. Uh, help somebody else to recognize that difficulty and pain can actually be a catalyst to cause them to move into new good life choices. Help somebody else to become self-aware and to acknowledge their condition and to take new levels of self-responsibility. We're not downplaying that somebody can come alongside and help because we actually love being in a place where we have taken responsibility, made good choices, and now we can go help others and go serve others. We want that in our society, but it starts individually as we take responsibility. Well, let me just say one other thing. If you are in that place where this season is not difficult for you because you've done the right things, you've lived in a way that's created margin, you've got saving, you've got stability and security, your job is doing well then our encouragement to you is use this to help someone that's in a difficulty. But at the same time, you'll be able not only to help them in a practical sense, but you can sow into them these things we're talking about. Help them understand that this difficulty with a little bit of help can actually help them to get to the next level so that next time they're not caught off guard. They're not caught in the situation where they feel helpless and they need the help but they can help someone else. It's so important to realize that when you do this the right way, it gives you then the ability to help others. And that's what life is really mostly about, is about bringing meaning and purpose and joy to other people. That's right. So share this with somebody and continue this week for yourself, spending on purpose, saving before you spend, Mm -hmm. increasing your financial margin and investing wisely. And if you've got questions about investing in this season, go back and listen to our last couple episodes where we really dug into what it looks like to invest. I recommend you go over to leosabo.com and I'm on Leo's website right now and there are so many good tools and resources. Check it out. Download download more episodes of the podcast. Go over to the resources tab and check out the budgeting tool and the debt reduction tool. Read Leo's blog. He goes through so many helpful things uh, from from dealing with failure and moving into success, how social media will influence your spending. There's so many great articles that Leo's written that are just good, useful tools. Come over to my website, stewardshippastors.com. Download the free kit to help you get a stewardship ministry started in your church. If you, if you are a part of a body of people who believe in Jesus, then take this information and help them, help them grow in the area of their personal finances and what it means to be a good steward. And really, we just want to say thank you for joining us. We love spending time with you all each week, and we look forward to having you join us next time so that together we we can can keep keep getting money right. are in that place where this season is not difficult for you because you've done the right things. You've lived in a way that's created margin. You've got saving. You've got stability and security. Your job is doing well. 
then our encouragement to you is use this to help someone that's in a difficulty. Thank you.